HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. I do my show on the Heritage Radio Network because I think it's important to talk about the impact of technology on our lives. I do my show to reach home cooks and help them do better. I love getting together with people in the industry. I like hosting my show because, to me, it's the stories about people and their relationship to food that help make the food more interesting and more delicious. Our hosts do their shows as a labor of love, but we still need your financial support in order to keep the lights on and keep the tape rolling. Please become a member today at heritageradionetwork.org. Open Table is a proud sponsor of Heritage Radio Network. For more information, visit their blog, Open for Business, at openforbusiness.opentable.com. I'm Mike Calameco from Food Talk. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Are you one of the 15 million people in 26 countries that downloaded the Pokemon Go app? If you are, and if you're not, tune in to this episode of Tech Bytes. Hello, hello, Heritage Radio Network listeners. It is Monday afternoon, July 18th, if you're listening in the future. July 18th is important. July 18th, 2016, I'm in the backyard of Roberta's Pizza, getting ready to do Tech Bites, the weekly radio show where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today, that intersection is Pokemon Go and how restaurants are using Pokemon Go to lure in customers playing the game. And it's really quite a phenomenon. And if you follow the Roberta's Pizza Instagram feed, you will have seen that there's been some Pokemon Go action here. So I am very happy to say, for the first time ever on Tech Bytes, we have actual Roberta's peeps in the studio with us talking. We talk about the pizza and the restaurant all the time on this show. And this is already shaping up to be one of my best episodes ever. So sitting next to me, we have Anthony Falco, who is the pizza czar, Roberta's Pizza. And if you've been here and you've had the Millennium Falco pizza, that's what that's about. Yeah, that's the pizza I was named after. <laughs> We're glad that you stepped onto the other side of the booth. Yeah, it's nice. It's always cool to see you guys in here doing your thing. And, uh, you know, now I'm here. I see people eating pizza. It's great. Yeah, it's really fun. And what um, you can't see because you're listening and this is a podcast, we have an aquarium-like window that, gives a, that is on one of the dining rooms at Roberta's. And there's a table for two pressed right up against the window. There's two gentlemen having some pizza right now. And it's always a really interesting view. And I'm dying to mic that table and have a show, you know, called like Table for Two. Oh, we could do that, right. Pizza for Two. Yeah. Does that, what's the table number for that slot? Does anybody uh, that's know? Forty-three. Table forty-three. Wouldn't that be a great show? Yeah, that's because you that's can a great see people, idea, and they you can see sometimes people are on dates. Sometimes dates are going well. Sometimes less well. Sometimes it looks like business interviews. I'm not quite sure what these two dudes are doing. Um, they're just super high, and they needed to come get a pizza. <laughs> yeah, and there's some like. daytime. Yeah, sometimes you get to see daytime drinking and all that. So table forty-four. 43. Table 43. Maybe look for it in the fall 57. Sitting next to Anthony is Chris Anacona, who is pizza chef and Pokemon trainer. 
Well, I'm more of a pizza trainer at the moment. I'm still a pretty, <laughs> pretty new user to hey, Pokemon Go. Hey, Chris, don't sell yourself short, dude. Well, ask me again next week, and I'll, I'll tell you what level I'm on. Okay, what level are you on now? Uh, about 15 minutes ago, I made it to level 13. Wow. Yeah. I thought my, 11, 10, my level 10 was good. <laughs> I was really excited at 10. So that voice is the lovely Kushbu Shah from Mike.com, which is a new digital media site that we love. And she's a deputy food editor, and she recently wrote a story about Pokemon and restaurants, which is a national thing. National, international, actually, at this point. Um, there's been stories out of Australia, out of Europe, of places offering specials or telling people to come in because they have Pokemon at their restaurant. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so the, typically the way we start off each episode of Tech Bytes is like a good meal with an app, and we go around the shipping container, and everybody talks about a new app or an old app, something that they use and love. The only requirement is that we don't talk about the app that we're going to talk about, <laughs> so that means no Pokemon app. And we get full participation, which means we get to hear from Mission Control, David Tadasori, the engineer for this show, who makes it all happen. That's me. What, what kind of app action do you have for us this week? And while you do that, I'm just going to tell people at home so they know what's going on. Chris brought pizza, so we're going to be eating pizza <laughs> while other people are talking, and the smell is kind of overwhelming. It's so good, I don't think we can wait much longer to so open So if you're wondering box. what that strange sound is, it is chewing. Yeah, so turn down the mics a little bit in here. <laughs> <laughs> While you talk and we eat pizza? Uh, okay, well, so you introduced me as the engineer for Heritage, so the app I have this week is kind of in line with that. It's pretty insular, I guess, and not a lot of people will really be interested, but it's this app called Quiz Tones, which um, basically plays different sound sources and then applies an equalization curve to it, and then you have to identify what that is it's sort of like an ear training for audio engineers app um so yeah it helps you like identify what frequencies are being affected and how i don't even know what that means okay <laughs> <laughs> so like human hearing is uh you can split it into you know frequencies different frequency bands low frequencies high frequencies everything in between and when you use an EQ, you're adjusting the level of certain frequencies. Nerd. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Is that like, <laughs> is that like a, a sound only dogs can hear? Or well, yeah, so dog, dogs hear like very high frequencies. Hear, but it makes like the dolphins crazy or something like that. Yeah, those are super high frequencies. I that heard you can't hear. I heard about this app that like uh, allegedly like uh, like. Was it that like teenagers like can can hear a certain frequency, but like their teachers can't, or, something, or like they were using it to drive their teachers crazy, or something? It's I don't an know. age Obviously, thing. Obviously, I wasn't really paying attention. Actually, that, something about the development of your hearing. Abilities? Yeah, that's another that's another high frequency. Like as you get older, you you start to be able to hear high frequencies less. Um, that sort of drops off the older you get. So yeah, it's possible that if you're a teenager, you can hear those higher frequencies. And your teacher might not be able to, or at least not on a conscious level. Ha, huh. heavy. <laughs> How's the pizza? The pizza's amazing, oh, as good. always. The pizza's so, always good. You know, great pizza is really great, but in the restaurant world, as anyone can tell you, the tough thing is consistency. Oh, yeah. Because if it's great one day, and then you take the L train out again another day, and it sucks, you're going to be really mad. Consistency is my number two. What's Key your number one? Cleanliness. Oh, because I feel like it's just, it, that's making great food is actually not the hardest thing. Um, uh, like you know, it's pretty, especially um, you know, if you're if you have unlimited budget for ingredients, it's not it's not the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing is doing it consistently. You know, being professional, which is where cleanliness comes in, and then making money, which is where you know, yeah, obviously you can, you you can use anything you want and really quality ingredients are going to taste better but can you do it at a price that you can actually then consistently you know deliver to people and make money so this pizza here if we can talk if we have time yeah, to talk totally about pizza time. for a go second ahead. because you guys pizza. are here maybe don't always go in depth about the pizza so much but you got us so this pizza that you're eating right now is um it's called the famous original and uh it is a roberta's pizza with uh tomato 
It's got in the tomato sauce, we put oregano and chili flake, and then there's three different cheeses. There's uh, a mozzarella, Parmigiano Reggiano, and Cacio Cavallo. Um, now, the and this we've added pepperoni to it because you know why not? Now, the it's called the famous original because um, when I first tasted it, I was like, okay, this is that taste. It's like it's like if you were to walk into a slice joint and take everything on the counter and dump it on your slice, you know. So that's the, a very New York City thing, though. That's yeah. a very New York metro thing when you say. When you walk into a slice joint and you dump everything on the counter, you got to maybe let the folks outside a word. New York right. Metro know what that means because I don't think they know what that means. Like in I didn't Iowa. know anyone was actually listening to this. But there are <laughs> we have listeners from two hundred countries. I will have you know. There's two hundred oh, wow. countries out there. That's amazing. Yeah, but only twenty six of them are playing Pokemon. Okay, so <laughs> uh, what we got here is. Uh, is Canada included? In that? Um, yes, Canada just got Pokemon Go. Okay, all right, Syria boot that. Um, so, what like <laughs> uh, when you go to a, a slice joint in New York? Which first of all, the, the the inside baseball terminology is you want to order a plain slice, right? If you ask for a cheese slice, you could ask for a cheese slice. I guess they would know what you're talking about. But plain slice is the, is what you say to get a yes, regular slice. It's just cheese. cheese. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so you get the plain slice, and then on the countertop of any, uh, um, you know... Quality, reputable. Yeah, just, yeah work, good, like... Good, standard. Yes, yeah, yeah, all those. Uh, <laughs> not even necessarily quality, uh, but pizza place. It's like a recognizable New York pizza place. It's going to have dry oregano, chili in flake... In shaker bottles. In a shaker bottle. Dry oregano, chili flake, and Parmesan. Like also, out garlic at salt, if they're worth their salt. Mm-hmm. Garlic salt, yes. And on a very rare occasion, garlic powder, which... Um, you know, I'm a fan of, but it's like a guilty pleasure thing. <laughs> but so, uh, so that's what I mean by everything on the counter. So the parm, the oregano, the chili flake, and then the we use fresh mozzarella that we make every day. Um, the cacio cavallo is like a aged uh, fresh milk or fresh cow's milk cheese that's like similar to like aged provolone or like aged mozzarella. So the idea is the fresh mozzarella blend with cacio cavallo kind of mimics the low moisture aged mozzarella that they use at a slice joint as opposed to the fancy fresh mozzarella stuff, right? So those things all come together to give you like a flavor profile that's like, boom, this is a slice of pizza from New York. Like it's not, there's nothing, you know, it's very pedestrian. But all those ingredients are actually, like, I mean, it's real Parmigiano Reggiano. It's, like, Cacio Cavallo, like, from Italy. It's our so fresh the, mozzarella. You get the best of all those flavor, classic flavor points as a combination of the best ingredients. Yeah, exactly. And so, so that and, and, and our pepperoni, even, is, like, this is Bielese pepperoni, which Salamaria Bielese is an incredible, uh, you know, Italian-style salumi uh, company here that was started by immigrants from Italy who their descendants... Um, you know, still make pizza or still make uh, these great uh, salumis. And they told me I was there touring their facilities and they told me the story of the pepperoni is they, they constantly wanted to make pepperoni because everyone was asking him for it. They were like, Dad. Because of the pizza. Yeah, because they were like, Dad, like, let us make pepper. We would sell so much pepperoni. It would be. And they were like, No, there is a no pepperoni. They were like, This just does. They were straight from the boat. They didn't. They were it like, doesn't exist. They're like, this, this doesn't exist. It is doesn't, it some sort of American, like, when pepperoni came through Ellis Island, they changed it in America to be something <laughs> I mean, else. The word itself, it just means peppers. Like, so if you were just if you were to go to Italy and ask for a pizza with pepperoni on it, you would get like either pizza red, with peppers. Yeah, you would get like bell peppers or yeah, something like that. Huh? On your pizza. So the word itself doesn't like mean they, anything. They probably would look at you funny. Also, it's like, like a frappuccino. Come look, come look at the Americano who wants the peppers on their pizza. Yeah. So they had soppressata picante, you know, which these guys are from. Uh, Biale in the north, so like they they were ar- it was already painful for them to make soppressata picante. Like they only made you know sweet soppressata at first, but anyways, so they said they had to wait until their fucking parents died. <laughs> Sorry, uh, excuse me. No, uh, that's okay. I checked the explicit w- box on iTunes. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Great, awesome. Yeah, they had to wait till they died till they could make pepperoni, and then when they did, they did, and this is it, and it's amazing. It is amazing. I can attest to all those wonderful flavors. I have a piece of crust on my, parked on my napkin because what 
listeners also can't see is there's a little plastic to go container of ranch. That's right. Which is a new thing. Yeah. Which I understand is supposed to go with the crust. So is this a dipping situation? Yeah, it's totally a dipping situation. Yeah. I do it with the full slice sometimes. Yeah, you dip the, you okay. dip yeah. you'd start I'm dipping. Start to finish, dip it in there. Yeah. Pass. I love ranch. Do you, do you want some of Chris, ranch? what do you do you want to talk about uh, ranch and its uh, interplay with pizza? You know, I have I haven't made the ranch yet, but I know those guys make it every day from scratch. Yeah, that's true. What is in ranch if it doesn't come out of a packet? I mean, it's ranch mayonnaise, is like a buttermilk, flavor. and like herbs, <laughs> and like it's the herbs. Those herbs are garlic it, that powder. Is, uh, that is actually a uh, a topic of much debate. What are the herbs that uh, go in the ranch? Dill is pretty traditional, and then yeah, dried onion. <laughs> yeah, kind of like California stuff, right? Yeah. Green goddess. I think, you know, possibly mint. I mean, who knows? So I, uh, all, I, I, all, we've gone through a few iterations. All the stuff on top of the pizza is amazing. I don't want to discount the crust and it's the great. wood-fired oven that makes it, because the crust is kind of the baseline to all the pizzas. Well, that's the hard part, is the crust. And uh, to seg- like segue back into this, Roberta's has been here since 2008, it's been wildly popular the world over through across generations, across demographics. All kinds of people are here, are coming here. I see them every Monday when I come in to do the show. Do you need Pokemon to bring in customers? I mean, typically the wait here to get a pizza is an hour or two anyway. Is it necessary or is it just something kind of fun and of the moment because it's this crazy phenomenon sorry i'm eating this delicious pizza I can't. <laughs> delicious pizza um no we don't need pokemon to get people in here uh i think what we put it on our instagram um at roberta's pizza no punctuation yeah it was just because it was funny um i run the instagram account and um, mostly we put pictures of pizza on there. <laughs> and then we put pizza pictures of uh, the other excellent food that comes out of uh, the, the kitchen here. Shout I, out to your sticky buns. Those yeah. Those are maybe my favorite thing on the menu. Also, the bakery items we post on there, too. Although they have their own Instagram, at Roberta's Bakery. Good to know. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that either. The Garden has its own Instagram, at Roberta's Garden. Oh. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, the Heritage Radio Network studios are actually two repurposed shipping containers that are adjacent to Roberta's, buttressed up against the dining rooms. On the rooftop is where the garden is. There's two greenhouses out front also. It's a pretty amazing, I like to call it the compound. There's a lot happening here. That's what we call it, too. So they have those their own Instagram feeds. Has there been Pokemon sightings up in the garden and over there? I mean, Chris, you so, work here and you're playing, so you are partially responsible for drawing the activity. Well, yeah. So Pokemon Go has this thing called augmented reality, which means that you can see Pokemon around you through your camera lens. And I was uh, I was cooking the other day. It uses on, the GPS off your phone right. and then the camera, and it sort of triangulates all this information. Yeah, it actually uses the Google API, right? Because so. it was developed in, in conjunction with Google, actually, mm-hmm. even though it's a separate entity now. And the CIA. Yes, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that soon. Okay, so augmented reality. So I was, I was using my phone while I was cooking, which is something that I'm uh, really not supposed to do. And there was a goal bat that I could see on my phone inside the oven where I was cooking, like, four pizzas. And, and Falco turns to me and was like, I don't care how many of those pieces you burn. You need to get that gold bat. <laughs> did you how? get it? Did you get uh, it? I did not burn any of the pizzas, and I got the gold bat. Good man. Yeah. That's, that's some skill set right there. Yeah, I'd update your LinkedIn with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, for me, like, running the Instagram, it's like, you know, it's pizza-related content that's interesting and topical. To your audience and your pizza-eating demographic that's here. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's just something funny in your feed that you could look at and just be like, oh, Roberta's pizza. Oh, there's a, a Pokemon in the pizza oven. <laughs> Pikachu, Pikachu pizza. 
Kushbo, how did you come across the story initially? Because, I mean, it was released on July 7th, which is really only 10 days ago. So the fact that it's accelerated at this rate is pretty amazing. And that's there's a, p- a couple of different storylines with the Pokemon Go phenomenon. One of them is how quickly it's rapidly accelerating. Um, one of them is how businesses are using it to draw in customers. And you published your story pretty pretty quickly after the release. It was over a week ago. Yeah, it was a weird day where on Monday all of a sudden all these stories went up. I thought I was onto something original, but clearly everyone else was also in that vein. I was actually at a dinner party on Sunday and someone mentioned some Facebook status of someone they knew that owned a restaurant just across the Puget Sound in, uh, from Seattle and that he had like crazy, he mentioned he had a crazy number of customers come in that weekend because of Pokemon Go and he had never heard of it before. Um, and so I reached out to the restaurant manager and he told me he had about 25 to 50% increase in business in just one weekend because of this app. And I think what's the coolest thing about this app is that it's brought people to restaurants that aren't necessarily trendy or, you know, they're more kind of under the radar and people are all of a sudden visiting them because they are near a Pokemon hotspot or they are a Pokestop where you can get Pokemon balls and other things to battle with in the in the app (laughs) (laughs) well we are going to have to take a little bit of a poke stop right now to find out who our amazing sponsors are heritage radio is a hundred percent member supported we're also supported by great businesses like roberta's that help us keep the lights on stay tuned OpenTable is a proud sponsor of Heritage Radio Network. OpenTable is home to the world's largest dining network, seating over 17 million diners every month. Their technology solutions help restaurants run and grow their businesses. That means providing memorable hospitality to every guest, streamlining front-of-house operations, and optimizing seating to seat more diners and drive more business. Chefs, restaurateurs, and other industry professionals can find more tips and best practices for running a successful restaurant on their blog, Open for Business, at openforbusiness.opentable.com. Well, if you've just joined us and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bites, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and technology. And today that intersection is Pokemon Go, the crazy app that is sweeping the world. It is an augmented reality game and restaurants are using it to kind of lure people into the restaurants for business. We're here with the Roberta's Pizza Squad. Anthony Falco, the pizza czar, Chris Anacona, who is one of the pizza chefs here, as well as Pokemon Trainer, and Kushbo Shah, who writes for Mike.com and has been writing about the phenomenon of Pokemon in restaurants. One of the things that's, you know, and so restaurants have been using it to draw business. Roberta's kind of doesn't need to really draw that much business because it's wildly popular. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty popular. Thanks. <clears throat> no big deal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. Would it? What I, I just what I thought about is the garden. It's like just it's a kind of a unique space in New York restaurant world, just because we have so much space, and then we have this kind of big like open area kind of laissez faire seat yourself area in the the garden where you can just like hang out and you can drink and kind of like. Whatever you can do, whatever you want in there. You know what I'm saying? People would like kind of you know, like smoke weed and they do stuff like. Uh, but like you know, like okay, there's like what a cool that it's like. If is there a better place to hunt Be playing Pokemon? Pokemon Go? Probably not, right? Especially you can eat pizza, drink, yeah. and hunt Pokemon, and there's space to like swing your elbows or whatever you need to do to get the Pokemon. <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting hit by a car, right? Or any of the other sort of real-life disasters that are starting to happen now. Yeah, yeah. you won't stumble now, across a dead body like so that one girl. <laughs> with Ooh. the release having been 
10 days ago on July 17th, it's already reached 15 million downloads. I read a statistic online at one of the news outlets that said it was something like 21 million daily, like active user kind of things happening. But we're already starting to see the backlash to the Pokemon Go characters in restaurants because now there are restaurants that are saying, we don't want you playing your Pokemon Go here. And I almost envision it as that old guy that we're all going to turn into who's yelling at the kids to get off his lawn. Yeah. <laughs> you I know, mean, like, hey, you kids, get out of my yard with that Pokemon Go. We don't my, want you here. On my way here, I live off the Graham stop and I took the subway here. And uh, right when I was walking into the entrance on the ground, someone took the time out of their day. For, like, that's the other thing. The old man has time in his day to, like, not just shake his fist, but to apparently cut out a stencil. And he, someone had taken the time to cut out a stencil in the Pokemon logo, in the Pokemon Go logo, but instead of Pokemon Go, it says Pokemon No. Oh, yeah, and, I saw that. And they spray-painted <laughs> it on the sidewalk. It's just like, man, it's, like, it's, it's only been... Ten days. Ten days. Ten days. And it peaked, and then now people I, I don't are, think it's peaked yet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we I don't think realized. it's peaked. We're only in 26 countries. I think, though, the really interesting thing to me with uh, all of this is I think people will look back on this and be like, this was the the beginning of... Uh, the end? Of, of, <laughs> of augmented reality really becoming, like, the killer app of what you use your phone to do. You know, people have been... From the very first iPhone, it was like, oh, and you're going to be able to lift up the camera and it'll give you directions, you know, where to go. People have not really been using it that way. But this is like a really mass market version, like like app using augmented reality. I think it's also a really interesting time for the release in that, you know, the news cycle is happening with, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad things happening in the world right now. There's a lot of strife and a lot of really hard conversations in the United States. We have the elections. We have a lot of, you know, really sad things happening here also. So the news cycles have been really inundated with primarily very sobering, serious news. And I feel like the Pokemon story is a little more lighthearted and a little bit more fun and perhaps is also happening right at the moment when people are really looking for something or kind of a little, you know, get out, run around, jump around, grab a Pokemon, all that kind of thing that maybe that's also part of the rapid rise. I mean, you guys cover, at Mike, you cover a lot of these different news stories. Totally. We've had a lot of, like, headlines kind of, you know, thrown out in the newsroom that are, I just find myself honestly cackling at throughout the day. Um, It brings, like, it's like a a weird sense of community, and with things like this, I feel like people are willing to go to kind of extreme lengths to do something that is so silly. Like, there was a story about these people who, like, rented a kayak to go out into the middle of a river to, like, claim a Pokemon gym. You know, like, the the lengths that people will go to play this Kind of cross-pollinated <laughs> with all those, like, American Ninja, Tough Mudder, yeah. you know, Reebok Spartan Race. I mean, how long before we see, like, the Pokemon Go challenge like out in the woods or something where you have to like run 26 miles like through i mean i still don't like 100 percent know how uh, chris can you yeah tell us how it works exactly how you like because i haven't downloaded it to start to play it because i am fearful of two things one is (laughs) within the new cycles of the pokemon story there's a couple of different lanes there's the restaurant food lane which is super fun uh Donut Plant is doing like the Pokemon Little ball. Poke People ball are doing donuts. pokey drinks. You might have a pokey pizza. Pokey no. pizza with raw <laughs> fish, no. like no. cross motionate no. Hawaiian no. food. And there's no. been a lot of people <laughs> taking pictures of Pokemon in Pokeballs or at Pokemon. There you go. Uh, See? It's kind of fun. I mean, Poke, like, kind of like. That it's was, a thing. That, that blew up too, right, right before Pokemon. Are they related at all? No. No. Pokemon's short for pocket monster, right? I have a five-year-old so. and a three-year-old, so I actually, I, ha- I know about, I have a lot of Pokemons <laughs> in my house. <laughs> On the tech side of the story, the Pokemon Go story, is when a database gets to 20 million users, 20 million accounts, and all the account information of all those people, that's when a database starts to look very interesting to the super hackers. So one of a bunch of the articles and the storylines that I've been reading is that 
Pokemon Go got to 10 million downloads and 10 million users in the first week. They're now at 15 million. They're in 26 countries. 20 million is only around the corner. And when the server, the Pokemon server crashed this weekend, there's a hacker group that's taking responsibility for it. So one thing is that all indicators say that Pokemon Go is going to get hacked and then they're going to get all the data. So I don't want to download it and become a part of that data that's going to get ripped. And so I haven't downloaded it to play yet. It's also a very stringent lifetime agreement in terms of your content and your privacy, which also I kind of bristle at a little bit. So, Chris, you don't seem to have a problem with no, oh, those things. Definitely not. At about nine o'clock this morning, I woke up and there are two, excuse me, there are five Pokestops near my apartment. Wait, what's a, so what's a Pokestop? A Pokestop is a place that you, you visit and it gives you stuff. It gives you, like, resources. And this and is, like, Nintendo headquarters determines where these are going to be? Or exactly, yeah. They're sort of pinned to the map itself. And you can, pur- you can purchase something in the app to become a Pokestop. Right. You're talking about... Uh, oh, to module. become a stop? Yeah, you're talking about Well, you can't become a Pokestop, but if you are near a Pokestop, um, this is what a lot of restaurants are doing, if they are one or if they're near one, you can purchase a Lure module, which for... Half an hour, like emits something that draws a bunch of Pokemon to it. Mm-hmm. So, like on a frequency so wait, that only Pokemon players can hear. <laughs> but how how can they how can they make a private business a part of this? All right, so let's go. Let's back up and start from the beginning. Chris, I'm walk confused. us through. You two, you two, walk us through the so Pokemon one hundred and one. You download the thing. You right, sign you away your lifetime rights on your firstborn child. All your emails are read by Nintendo and your credit card information. Right, because right, um, it was developed by Google. So. Seems fair. Yep. And you go around and Pokemon just sort of appear and you tap on them and you catch them. So you have to hold up your phone and well, have you, the camera app on and sort of option. use it as a, as a viewfinder to the world. The app asks for permission to use your camera. Yeah. So until permission. the Pokemon actually appears, it's in this kind of digital map world where you can see Pokestops and like roads, but it doesn't necessarily look like Like Google map view versus satellite view. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, But when the Pokemon appears, that's when it'll flip to augmented reality and all of a sudden you have like a Zubat or a Pikachu like flying on your pizza or, you know, in your hair. And it's going to crush your battery. (laughs) Uh, I started at 100% and I had to recharge right before this uh, It'll show drain started. all of your data, yeah. too, on your plan. So definitely, It will recommend. drain all of your data on your plan. That's, Has that been a problem for you, Chris? No, I have a very old plan, so I'm okay. You're one yeah, of I have those. that old un- unlimited. Grandfathered Same. in. Grandfathered iPhone in, right. 1. Yeah. yeah, I have that, too. Same. Uh, so this morning I went to a gym. You can tell we're all old people in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> so a pokey gym is a place like a pokey stop where it's pinned to the map and... You can claim it if you have a strong Pokemon and you defeat all the other Pokemon that are there. And once you claim it and you hold it for a little while, you're getting experience points. And I guess you get other stuff, too. But I made my first trip to a gym this morning, and I got my ass kicked three times. This is not a real gym. This is like a <laughs> Oh, no, no way. This is like me on a gym, like from your bed. Because <laughs> um, he's wearing seersucker Bermuda shorts and mm-hmm. an Oxford. <laughs> yeah, this is my day off here. Cool. Um, but I wasn't able to really defeat any of these Pokemons. Uh, this particular gym was part of a subway station. So one of the other things that Pokemon Go does is it gives you eggs. And the eggs will hatch the more you walk around. And this is like the Go what part do they of hatch? Pokemon Go. Just other Pokemons, like free Pokemons you don't have to catch. You, uh, you just get the egg. Eventually it hatches. So I got on the train, which is the M train, which is an above ground train, which has service until you get to Manhattan, which is where I ended up. And man, did I just like catch so much stuff all the way to the city. And then I turned back around and like got it all the way on the other side. And one of my eggs hatched. So very productive morning. (laughs) Wait, did you? So I feel like that was like the the first... For a reason, or did you just, just ride back and forth it. to do that? I was just taking no. it for Pokemon Go. <laughs> this is, I feel like this was is like... Is that true? Uh, what yeah. is it? For real. I'm not kidding. Since 8 o'clock this morning until uh, 1 o'clock. Wow. I, I feel like this was totally one of the finished. first storylines that I heard about, like, when I thought about this, is, is that, they, that they were, like, very proud of the fact that, like, this is a nerd game that is going to make nerds go outside. Mm-hmm. Right? And be active. Well, and, and also active, just generally because right? that's kind of been a, a long term criticism world. of the video game 
you know, kind of industry. Right. Well, and just generally, the population is is increasingly sloth like and does oh, nothing. Dude, you know, all kids to get them outside, like it's crazy. They just want to sit inside and play iPad all day. And adults also, most of the popular successful apps are things like Seamless, where the whole point is that right. you pay somebody else so you don't have to get off your couch. Yeah. Yeah, especially in like big cities, like you can pay for pretty much any convenience. You can at this pay point. for mm-hmm. you can pay for the world to come to your couch, so you don't have to move. With the exception of Pokemon, so this maybe. No, I'm all for that. Like, get people out. Do your kids play you know? Pokemon? So I mean, they like they love Pokemon. The original Pikachu yeah. Pokemon it, from the but 1990s. he does when he says I want Dad, let's play Pokemon. He means like let's pretend to be Pokemons and run around the like house. costumes and stuff. Does no, he, he have a little Pokemon costume? I don't think Maybe so. Maybe like a t-shirt. He has t-shirts, but like he doesn't know how the cards work. He doesn't know anything about. It. He likes the cartoon, which we don't really like to. You let him watch, you know. <laughs> um, but he doesn't know how to actually. They, we had one game on the iPad, and you basically just like threw balls at uh, things. I mean, it was not really that uh, sophisticated. Uh, but you know, he doesn't. He doesn't grasp the full like. You know, I feel like you have to be a little older to get how it actually works, like the trading of the cards and the evolve of the creature. The evolution and, and yeah. collecting the weapons and the resources. Yeah. And I think this game is definitely meant for people who have cell phones. You know, I don't think your five-year-old is walking around with a, oh, he has, with a he personal has, iPhone. Be he, has, he has an iPad. And the, uh, the kids get the hand-me-downs after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they just roll on Wi-Fi so service. they don't have a data plan. So, but if there's <laughs> right. Wi-Fi, then but they can do it. that's the limiting factor of Pokemon Go, right? Is that you have to be out in the world, so you don't necessarily always have Wi-Fi everywhere unless True. you're like me and you like to play from your couch. I like for when the Pokemon come to me. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's how you I need like it, Instacart Pokemon. Do, do, do you have to do things to lure them to your apartment or That's the blessing like, of living in snacks a, and That's like, the blessing about living in a big city is that you know, between like five work, feet away from yeah, your office. I like live across the street from a Pokestop, so it's like I have like an endless supply of Pokemon balls. But my thirteen-year-old brother, who lives in suburban Michigan, you know, was complaining about because he doesn't drive and he can only walk so far in the neighborhood. Like he's like, oh, I'm down to my last three Pokeballs. How far can how far can he get on his bike after school? Yeah. <laughs> he's also one of you know summer. He's a oh. lazy kid. So I heard the Roberta's delivery riders yeah. are crushing this game because Ooh. the bicycles don't really go that fast, and the app knows if you're in a car and you're going too fast. We so can't just get so an it Uber. Maybe you're walking, right? And like they all have accounts. Wow. Wow. So you like maybe a, need to set awesome. up so. Here's a question to you as chefs in the restaurant business. One of the uh, common laments that I hear from restaurant management slash owners is the problem of staff being on their cell phones, where you're in service, you're prepping, you got a hustle, you got you know four pizzas getting ready to burn in the oven, and you got an hour and a half, two hour wait stacked up. Having people on their phones is a struggle in life for any business, for people taking time out of their job. Is the Pokemon thing going to be increasingly so, where people are just on the Pokemon? No way. We are too, too busy. busy too busy? To Do issue. you guys have a cell phone during service policy or cell phone during work policy? I mean, it's policy? just, your, I mean, if you, can, if, you can, if, you can, if you want to put your hands on your cell phone, like, yeah. that's <laughs> your problem because it's that busy that your hands are going to be covered in flour if you're making pizza and yeah a lot of guys wrap up their phones and uh yeah oh, that's interesting because i've lost three phones because of flour in my phone oh, ziploc yeah. baggy your phone before you yeah. come to work exactly interesting yeah i mean i it's really no nah, i mean it's not i mean i think if it's a problem with anything it's like utility workers and stuff like that who kind of like the the being on the compound has like some flip sides is like you know people are like oh i'm gonna go get this thing and you have to walk all the way across the garden and people can kind of get lost and you're like where is so and so I sent them to get wood and maybe they're playing Pokemon Go in 257 I don't know I had a restaurant owner tell me that his staff, I mean, it's a smaller restaurant. It's not anything that has the reputation of Roberta's, but his staff plays it and he says he's he's okay with it as long as it doesn't interfere with their work because it also helps them bond with customers that are in the store that are also playing it because they can like, be like, oh yeah, there's a Rattata. We're all in it together. Yeah. I had a, I spoke with a, again, small business owner, but who has, it's a fast casual kind of thing. And they have multiple locations in Manhattan and Brooklyn. And he doesn't really know what Pokemon Go is, but he said that 
he doesn't want to see the staff playing it, but he's okay if they want to like buy a thing and bring people in. Right. So <laughs> it was sort of this, I don't know what that is, but I don't want people spending time on their phones, but if it brings the customers in, then yeah, whatever that thing is, just get one. Yeah, yeah, those lure modules are actually pretty economical. Weirdly. They're only ten bucks, right? Yeah, it like someone did the math on Twitter and it works out to like a dollar seventeen per hour. That's a great return on investment if you're talking about marketing dollars. <laughs> yeah, even if this ends up just being a fad for the next month, so we know? can we can. There's two stops that yeah. are really near the restaurant. There's one at the Rainbow <laughs> Mural over there, and there's one on some of the other art on this side, and both of them could be modded. Would you do it? I haven't spent any money on this app yet, so and I'm very close. It's, the, the thing to <laughs> know, though, is that it's, Maybe I should right. just it's a time window, crush one though, out. right? You get one, and it pops and goes live for, what is it, 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can purchase them and then just you know use them. Use you, them when you want. When so you want. when is the absolute bottom point of customers... You know, whatever your absolutely slowest moment of the day is, if you did it then and had that 30-minute window, then, I mean, I would think you would, you guys would not want to do it on, you know, a Friday or Saturday night where people are already 12 deep waiting to get in. We could probably assign a bar back to to, do, to mod them both as soon as the Tiki Bar opens and run yeah. from, like, 6 till whenever they close. Exactly. That's we, tr- we need people in the Tiki Bar early. We could turn it into, like, the Pokey Bar. Yeah. I would maybe come back. It would just be a bunch of nerds. Do they do nerds drink? Is this I, I went yes, to the bar yes. two nights ago. Of course they do. And had, I don't know, three rounds. And They're nerds. To my other okay, hey, buddies. I don't know. There's a you whole know? bar crawl being organized. I'm not organized. a nerd, yes, right? there's a whole bar crawl. <laughs> yeah. Whole bar crawl being organized in Brooklyn. Actually, a couple places now around Pokemon Go. We could do like a Pokemon Disco, like get Tiki Disco guys. Oh, like Pokemon how, Disco. Yeah, like a big DJs and like there's, you know. Pokemon Go, go, go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would you do a Pokemon? Now, would Pokemon you start disco? creating Pokemon items for the menu? Because that's also a trend. We I used to have a pizza on the menu called the Pizza Pizza. It was uh, uh, like Machu with, Pizza? Well, I, like I kind of thought it was pizza. like Pizza Pizza. The but, Caesar's Pizza guy? Yeah. Uh, the person I, who came up with it, they thought it was a Pokemon joke. And I had no idea. So we went forward with that. We could bring that back. It's but if you're going to do Tiki Bar, Tiki Bar to me one. seems yeah, like I, prime for like a Pokemon. I'm kind of like the uh, curmudgeon old man when it comes to You're, like you're the fish shaker. Yeah, yeah, we talk about this a lot, actually. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, what about the Tiki Bar, though? I mean, drinks seem to be a good spot for Pokemon Go. I mean, I, as I'm kind of of the school of dot, like I was a bartender before. That's how I got to be involved with Roberta's. Is, is I used to bartend with Brandon, one of the original founders. And uh, I'm of the school of thought as a bartender you know, it's kind of an entrepreneurial activity. Like you've got this bar, you make money selling drinks, entrepreneurial slash hustlers game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to hustle. So like why, why do I have to pay for Pokemon traps or lures or whatever, you know, snacks, whatever draws them in you, you're bartending. You want people to come to the bar early and start drinking, set up some Pokemons or play good music or whatever it is. You know, maybe we should do that. We'll let them know. We'll have a little bar meeting. Be like, you guys are not, if you're not on this Pokemon thing, you're dropping the ball. <laughs> so the, the, the dog days of summer is, are, are coming. July and August are typically, at least in the United States, the lowest points in business for most restaurants unless you're at a resort-type destination. This is a kind of perfect time for restaurants to have something like this to perhaps draw on customers. I mean, do you see the trend waning at all or I mean I think even though there's already starting to be some pushback and you know some hating on the Pokemon Go it's not it's only been around for 10 days I don't think we're anywhere close to peak yet yeah I don't think we've explored the potential of the app I mean there was that news that came out that McDonald's might be doing like sponsored Pokestops at all of their restaurants and this might be a thing this might be a thing that continues you know, where other chains join in or other big restaurants can pay to be a Pokestop on this map, not just something determined by an algorithm. Well, I do have a bunch of uh, restaurant apps that I download because, you know, food and tech and restaurant apps is sort of the wheelhouse I'm in. (laughs) And I got an email from Beefsteak, which is the Jose Andres fast casual vegetable salad thing, which is really adorable. And they have an app and a Facebook group. And immediately... 
I got, when was it? It was on the 13th. I got an email to the app that said, we're hooked and we're dropping lures and offering double points on our purchases. So Pokemon Go, they were on it. It's crazy. Red Robin had something the other day where it was like, come in and show you know your server your pokedex which is just like all the pokemon you bought yeah it's Whoa. just like whatever's in it and they'll give you like three dollars off your ten dollar purchase which is not bad if you're red robin sort of thing yeah red robin Yum. <laughs> i watch sports on tv I, I I didn't know that I I just went to Red Robin because I went on like a little family vacation. You should have busted out your Pokedex. Wow! <laughs> I was actually you surprised. went to a they, Red Robin. Yeah, I went with my family, and the, I was they had these like I was actually kind of pissed off because they have these uh, like like iPads set up mm. on every single table to pay your check, and you can order appetizers, you can pay a check, or. You can play games at like dollar ninety nine an hour or something, and they put it and like when you have kids, right? Like they it, don't understand. Yeah, like it's like putting crack on the table in front of a crack <laughs> addict. It's like, you know, so you walk into the table to sit down, and there's this iPad there, and the first thing, so like we come and the bill comes, and it's like, yo, you charged, you know, you have to, you pay, you were playing dinner the games. was seventeen fifty, and your gaming charge is fifty four dollars. Exactly, and I was like, <laughs> no, like we didn't di- like. You're saying there like was there's no parental kids. sign up like I, yeah you can there just, should the kid be. Can just and so they took it off the bill. I'm sure you agree to the terms just by sitting in the booth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like that was a little it's yeah. a little intense. Look it's like that, that Kanye West rant that he went on about in-app purchases. I was feeling and Kanye on that one. I was <laughs> feeling him hard on that because there was a time when apps stopped being like you used to be. You buy an app, you buy a game, and it's like the game cost whatever four bucks, and that's it. Now it's free. And now it's they're the all free, purchase. and it's all in-app purchases. Right. So like this morning, I'm playing. Frank's like, I need your help with this like ang- Angry Birds. He's like obsessed with Angry Birds. So I need your Frank help. Frank is playing Angry Birds. Yeah, Frank's okay. playing Angry Birds, and then he's like, he's like, buy me this thing. I'm like, dude, I'm not buy- like just play the game. Why do I have to buy you stuff in the game all the time? I'm gonna email Kanye and see what we can do about this <laughs> between the two of us. So, world domination, Kanye, and the Roberta's Pizza Czar. <laughs> we are out of time. We could we could do a weekly installment of this. We could have a daily show. We're not probably. out of ranch, though, guys. We're not out of Just ranch. We're not out of pizza. I see some ranch. That's all the time we have today. But at the end of each show, I like to ask all my guests for a little piece of advice for our listeners to use in real life. So we'll go around the room. Krishba, we have a lot of... Uh, businesses and food people who listen to the show mm-hmm. what's your best advice for someone who wants to pitch the media a story about their restaurant can a person actually do that themselves or do they need yeah. a publicist no totally I, we're more than happy to entertain pitches from actual restaurants themselves what we need to actually turn it into a story is like a real hook not just a we are serving wine like what about it is unique it should be clear and concise love a concise pitch the longer they are the more we're not going to pay attention concise is like one or two sentences well like a paragraph or two like you're pretty straight to the point you're not overselling yourself and then actually you know good images they sell everything especially in digital media like if we want to run your story but we don't have good art to go with it that can often either hold it up or can stop us from even running it if there isn't like a good image of something to go along with it. So how does somebody get in touch with media like Mike.com? Uh, you can send us an email, track down an editor that you're into. Most of us have our emails on our Twitter handles usually, um, or sites like Mike, whether in our profile, our author profiles. Um, you can find me at kushboo at Mike.com, K-H-U-S-H-B-U at Mike.com. And she's covering the Pokemon Go story, so there you have it. Chris? What's your best advice for the Pokemon trainers to move up to those levels? Do not be afraid to get on the M train and just let it ride, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very good. And Anthony Falco, the pizza czar. There are so many things I want to ask you. About the pizza and being the czar and everything. But the question that I'm going to go with is, I mean, pizza seems like a complicated thing to make at home. But if somebody's in one of those 200 countries that we have Heritage Radio Network listeners spread across and they can't get into Roberta's, would you recommend people making pizza at home? Absolutely. 
I would recommend that, and it's one of the big um, part of my role as pizza czar is to teach people how to make pizza at home. I teach a class at the Brooklyn Kitchen. Amazing. Um, you can go to the Brooklyn Kitchen and sign up for classes there. And then I did a video with Sam Sifton from the New York Times um, with a pretty detailed accompanying article on how to make Roberta's Pizza Dough at home and how to make pizza at home. And that's online. And that's just, so if you go to the New York Times website and search pizza, it will be the first thing that pops up. Awesome. Yeah. That's is. good. I mean, the pizza's pretty amazing, but sometimes you can't always get to Bushwick, especially no. not if you're riding the M train. Day no. in and day out. No, and if you live in the continental United States, you can order uh, Roberta's frozen pizza from goldbelly.com and soon from the Dean and DeLuca's catalog, Ooh. which we will be on the cover of. Wow. The fall catalog. Like a with paper our, catalog? Yeah, it's like wow. a real paper catalog. So, like, so retro. Watch really out, Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> so retro. We're coming for you. Coming for the Omaha well, you know, And so we, we will ship Roberta's frozen pizza to anyone in the United States. All right. There you go. But I would say, number one, if, if you're not in New York, make it at home. It's going to be better. The best thing. Because you can do whatever you want then. You want to put whole wheat in the crust. You want to put weed in the crust. You can do whatever you want that way. So pokey. Like, yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you could do your pokey pizza and not get a disapproving scowl a pizza from me. Chew, <laughs> Pizza chew. That's a good one. Well, I want to thank everyone, all my guests, Kushbo, Anthony, and Chris, for coming into the container today, bringing pizza. It's the best show ever. I want to thank all of our listeners and our business partners for really helping us keep the lights on. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 not-for-profit. That means we need you to make radio. So, you know, whatever you spent on coffee or a slice of pizza today, if you send that to us, we can make more radio. If you like this show... Come back again Mondays at 1 o'clock. I'm Jennifer Leitze, and this is Tech Bytes. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.